Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Weekly Briefing with Grant May. This is your weekly stop for freedom-loving Americans who don't want to be swamped by the news cycle. Let's get to it. So much is happening this week, but before we dive into this week's news, I want to begin by reading the opening of Charles Dickens' masterpiece, A Tale of Two Cities. A Tale of Two Cities is a classic novel, and in it, Dickens compares England to revolutionary France, setting up a stark contrast. Alright, here's how it begins. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief, it was the epoch of incredulity. It was the season of light, it was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. This intro came to mind this week as I'm seeing two Americas being portrayed. As those who listened to my last episode realize, the DNC was last week, meaning the RNC took place this week. Aside from the RNC, however, there was another police shooting with rioting, arson, and looting following. This week, there has never been a more stark, more clear dividing line in America since the Civil War. First, I'm going to cover a bit of the rioting and burning of our nation's cities, then we will get into the RNC, which truly was phenomenal. Sunday night, police in Kenosha, Wisconsin, were called by a lady to a domestic dispute. She claimed Jacob Blake, the man who was later shot by police, was on her property harassing her and had stolen her keys, refusing to give them to her. Police were immediately dispatched to the scene, and on their way ran a background check on Blake, which indicated he had multiple extending warrants, including one for sexual assault. This set the stage for the police arriving at the dispute, trying to get Blake to comply with them. He wouldn't, and they eventually wrestled him to the ground, trying to tase him. The tasers proved ineffective against Blake, as he stood up, marched away from the officers with their weapons drawn, yelling at him to stop. He walked around his car, which had three children in it, threw open the passenger's side door, and lunged for something that is unclear at this point. Right then, the officers discharged their weapons, shooting Blake in the back. Blake is still alive as the officers called an ambulance immediately after they shot him, but he will probably be paralyzed from the waist down for the rest of his life. Obviously, no one wanted this to happen. It is a heartbreaking situation, and no one won. A full investigation has been announced to investigate if the shooting was justified, and the officers have been temporarily suspended until the investigation concludes. It seems the sensible thing to do at this point would be for people to wait and discover what the investigation finds. Already, a knife was discovered on the floorboard of his driver's seat, which is where Blake was lunging in his car full of kids. This is truly a heartbreaking situation, especially for the family of Jacob Blake, and we should come together to comfort them in this time, regardless of whether the shooting was justified. Like I said before, the proper response would be to wait to withhold judgment until the investigation has time to work its way out. However, that didn't stop rioters, arsonists, and looters across the nation to wreak havoc on our major cities this week. Groups of these people met up every night this week, causing chaos and destruction in the major cities at night. 
President Trump offered Minnesota 750 National Guard troops because that is where the rioting was worst, and the local police in Kenosha, Washington, Wisconsin, I'm sorry, had requested that number. The Democrat governor of Minnesota turned down the request and offer from his police and his president, rather than allow the National Guard to come in and restore order for his citizens and provide backup for his police. He only allowed one-third of the requested number of troops to be allowed in his state. This prompted anarchy in his streets, with citizens seeking to defend themselves and their businesses from the mob, while that mob seek to destroy anything they could get their hands on. If you don't live in a Democratic-run big city, however, hopefully at nights while some were hiding from the mob, fearing for their lives or livelihood, you were safe at home watching a very different vision of America play out on your TV. This week was the Republican National Convention, and it was a beautiful tapestry woven together of what America can and should be. The RNC displayed a former Navy SEAL congressman to civil rights activists that participated in the Greensboro sit-in back in the 60s. It projected a 24-year-old congressional hopeful in a wheelchair and a former Heisman Trophy winning star football player. The message of the RNC was clear. The Republican Party has a base and message for all Americans. There is room for everyone in this America. While race-baiting mobs divided people on the issue of race, Americans of all colors sought to look past race at the Republican convention. The message of Martin Luther King Jr. that men should not be judged by their color, but rather their character, was made clear at the RNC. The entire messaging of the RNC focused on individual liberty, inclusivity, individualism, and law and order. This is clearly something America needs right now. At a time when riots rule the day and the individual is forgotten, Republicans are seeking to restore power and rights of the individual, seeking to save our republic from one of our founders' greatest fear, pure majoritarianism mob rule. Let me go back to a tale of two cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. It was the season of light. It was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. This intro could very well be the start of a book called A Tale of Two Americas. In one such America, passion and emotion are encouraged to be checked by logic and information. The other side seeks to manipulate emotion to stir up a frenzy of anger and violence. In one America, police are honored and thanked for the safety they provide, while individual officers who commit grievances are punished. The other America sees individual acts of violence committed by cops and seeks to punish the institution rather than the individual. This America is willing to take away the blessings of order and protection because of an individual bad action. In one America, you control your destiny and can make your life what you want it to be. In the Democrats' version of America, there will always be nefarious forces scheming at the top to hold you back. In one America, people are seen as individuals, judged for their decisions in life. In the other, individuals are seen by the pigment of their skin and character is merely an afterthought. If you seek to live in the first America, then join the Republican coalition that is being built today. 
Join the party that is seeking to make the life of the individual better across America rather, rather than the party that is trying to pull certain groups up based on superficial characteristics by holding other groups back. This is the tale of two Americas, and the book is being written by citizens across America as we speak. Which America will win out? That is for you to decide. Alrighty, thank you so much for tuning in this week to the Weekly Briefing with Grant May. Be sure to subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a review, and share this episode with friends, family, and on social media. Find me on Instagram at common underscore sense underscore America underscore. Until next time, I'm your host, Grant May, and this has been your Weekly Briefing. Thank you.